Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, my name's Chris Paul and I am the CEO and founder of Man on Inverclyde, a mental health charity based in Greenock in the west of Scotland. And we're bringing you this message today to raise awareness of mental health and raise awareness of our charity and how we can maybe support you, your friends or your loved ones if you need it. Now, we started off as a suicide prevention charity and we're continuing that mission. We want to break the stigma attached to mental health. We want to break the stigma attached to men's mental health and I know that a lot of men will be listening to this podcast so please get in touch with us via Mano and Inverclyde on social media and um, you'll find us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. If you're not on social media and you want to get in touch with us via email just type in support at manoninverclyde.com our landline here is 01475-910258. So yeah, get in touch with us. If you're struggling with your own mental health or you're concerned about a friend or a family member, one of our staff members are volunteers here to support you. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to the Gallant Few Rangers podcast. My name is Mason Stewart and I'll be your host this evening. Tonight we'll be looking back at our defeat to Napoli last night and also crucial game on Saturday, which I think is fair to say, boys, is, is a must win. Uh, before we get we, we uh, introduce tonight's guest, please get your questions in, uh, comments in and, and like and subscribe. Um, so, Colin, I'll, I'll come straight to you. We, we went, uh, you know, Ibrox last night. Uh, we, had, we had a good night. Obviously, not the result we wanted, um, but you know, how are you um, from from that last night? I'm just a bit bewildered, Mason. Like I've said before, I don't even know how it feel because it's probably the best Rangers have played in weeks. But it's still another three not going. I think the only thing I'm certain of is you're a jinx and you're not allowed back. So, <laughs> as much as it was nice to see you, don't hurry back up. <laughs> That's out of all that. Three 0 as well. Biggest defeat I've seen us have. Yeah, but uh, 
you know, swiftly we're going on. <laughs> Daisy P, how are you, mate? I'm good, good. Yeah, we uh, last night was a game of uh, two halves, as they say. Yeah, we. Uh, I thought we Rangers were as, as Collins just said. I thought we played quite well. First half we were well in it, making chances. Uh, it all turned pear shape in the end, <clears throat> unfortunately. Yeah, and lastly, David T, how are you, David? Yeah, great. Thanks. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry, but I get the result right last week, so <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not very happy about that. But um, no, it, it, it certainly was uh, a bit a bit flattering for for Napoli because Rangers were well in it. In fact, I think we were in top uh, when Sands got sent off. So I mean, we were right in it right up to then, but um, unfortunately, it went pear shaped after that. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it was a uh, we were well in it. I think we. I, I couldn't. I weren't too worried about Napoli before, before the sending off. I thought we looked quite comfortable, but just goes to show at this level, you know, one mistake and, and you know we paid a price. But before we sort of come and touch onto the football, uh, Colin, uh, something me and you didn't really speak about last night was the, you know, the tribute to the Queen. It was, it was all about football, but yeah, I'll come. To, I'll come to all of us on this, and, and I just want to, you know, sort of come to. It. I think it's we've got a lot of um, credit. For, for that today and, and obviously singing uh, God Save the King as well. Um, I think you'll go, I don't think actually you'll see uh, a better tribute anywhere in Britain. Um, I think that, you know, it was class and respectful and I think it, it, that's what she deserved. Would you Would you agree with that? Wholeheartedly agree, Mason. Um, well, the, the last few weeks there has been a lot of criticism uh, leveled at the, the club and the board for the decision making. The decision to go against UEFA's recommendation was spot on and you know one that we can all get behind. The minute silence was a, a minute silence and it's you know not, we know ourselves um, it's not just the, the scrummy clubs that do that. So, you know, up and down the country it is quite it's it's more often than not, you know, you do get minutes answers maybe disrupted just with people being drunk or whatever, X, Y, and Z, no quite realising what's going on, impeccably observed. And then I said to you straight after it, the rendition of God Save the King, it was like goosebumps, spine tingling. And I don't think, I don't think you need to be a royalist or um, any lover of the royal family to really appreciate just how like, emotionally charged that minute and a half was from the minute silence starting to God save the, the king and I think um, the, the the display the Union Bells put on was, was brilliant it wasn't over the top, it was just right balance of simple, classy and absolute fair play to them they, they do turn it on time and time again with their displays but no, it was a, a really fitting tribute Yeah, couldn't, couldn't agree more, that that was really surreal actually to, to listen to you know, the whole stadium singing uh, God Save the King. It was, you know, even sort of saying it, you know, giving me giving me goosebumps. Davey P, was, did you have that, that feeling last night as well? It was just, you know, no music as well, no Champions League uh, music before, no Simply the Best. It was just, you know, the crowd and then and then that, but it was it was really fitting. Absolutely was, Mason, absolutely was. I mean, we've waited all this time, you know, to get uh, Champions League football proper back to Ibrox saying we... Oh, we didn't get that the, the the anthem, which which is fine by me. I don't care if I ever hear it again. But I mean, we want to play in the Champions League, but the tune itself, which ironically, you know, was written for uh, the King's coronation, you know, so it was, you know, had 
Zara would feast us. However, the, you know, it was uh, impeccably observed, as Colin said. The strangest moment for me was there's, there's a guy who's up beside me in the club deck who I've only ever heard say, that's terrible, Rangers. Sang God Save the King like his life depended on it. I mean, he absolutely boomed it out. Which, so, uh, tippies at my heart for that. But no, it was uh, to see the, the to hear the whole stadium be part of it was uh, a special moment. No doubt about that. David T, I'll come to you as well because obviously, not many not many times I'm going to say this, but us three being at Ibrox, did it did it sound as 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 good as, as it you know coming through the the TV last night as well? Yeah, absolutely brilliant. It was uh, yeah, the display was outstanding. The minute silence was perfect. You couldn't hear uh, one noise. There was another minute silence. I heard at another game, and there was shouting in the background, but there was none of that. Um, there was no away supporters, of course, which which helps with that as well. And no, and uh, God save the king. I just realised it was God save the king. Sorry, I was still thinking of God save the queen. Um, but um, no, it was absolutely brilliant. If if there was one negative, uh, the only thing I would say is that. It, it was like a wee bit they were at the racetrack with God Save the King. Wee bit, they, they, they were a wee bit too fast, I thought. But that's only that's the only thing. It was the speed, the tempo of the, of the, of the song. Yeah, that's that, the only that, thing I would say. You're right with the, the God Save the King and God Save the Queen, though, because I was watching the footage back today. I think Goldson and Lundstrom both say Queen. And in the crowd, there was a little bit of a... You know, of a mix, but you know, it's going to take a while. So obviously, seventy years, but that's been yeah. that's been the Queen. So, well, I thought because it was a tribute to the Queen that they would sing "God Save the Queen." So I just never thought anything else, to be honest. Yeah. No, yeah, that, we we said that as well. I thought um, we we weren't sure whether it was either or, but no, it was a really good tribute, and I think Union Bears as well deserved a hell of a lot of credit for that last night. Hundred onto, onto the football, Colin. Um, let's 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 t- talk about the lineup then. We had five changes last night um, with uh, McGregor coming in for the injured McLaughlin, which a lot of people were were calling t- to happen anyway. Uh, Davis, Arfield, Jack um, was 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 a midfield that we've had seems like an absolute life, lifetime. Uh, and Morelos coming back in. What what was your sort of thoughts on the on the lineup before before the game? Was there anything you was a little bit disappointed with, or did you you know could you understand the changes that, that Gio made going into last night? I'll be honest, I, I made a bit of mug myself in myself because I, I really I really wasn't keen on the lineup before the game, but it wasn't until we started and uh, I seen the shape we were trying to play, it all made sense. But beforehand, seeing Davis, Jack, and Lundstrom. I just assumed that I was going to be in the midfield three and I was going to be passive, I was going to be deep, sitting on top of the, the back four and a four-way Arfield out on the right. Arfield does give you a, a bit, um, a good bit of pressing, but I thought we lacked pace. The Kent and Morelos only outballs. Kent's the only one with real pace in that outball. And Morelos was, we didn't know how fit he was going to be. So I'll, I'll be honest, I... I was quite concerned when I seen the lineup, um, and then about ten minutes in, those, those concerns were starting to slowly but surely wash away. Uh, but going into the game, I was like, "No, we we can't be doing this again, surely." Yeah, no, I, I was the same. I, I thought it was a case of just sitting in and, and, and frustrating Napoli. I think looking at the team, but 
David P, I thought we started actually really well. And, and to be honest, I think we should have been one nil up inside 30 seconds. Um, do you think I'm a little, being a little bit harsh there on Morelos? I think maybe where he hasn't had, you know, the game time of late, I think a fit Morelos, I think he buries that. Well, I think, I mean, uh, uh, 10 chances for that header, I think he's put five of them away. So it could have gone either way, but, you know, it was uh, fantastic. 30 seconds. What a change that would have made to the whole night, eh? uh, you know, had we uh, popped that one in. And I think I thought that throughout the first half is that if we can get the first goal, I think uh, <clears throat> this will be this will be some contest. We we never managed it. We, we were creating chances. We were pressing them brilliantly, you know, and, and both sides, you know, so they abandoned the 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 out ball, you know, from the from the keeper. So, you know, I thought the, I thought the team were excellent in the first half. It was uh, so Gio set set them up spot on for me. No, it was uh, it was good, and you know they obviously had chances. It was going either way, so it was a it was a fifty fifty contest. I would say we probably had the better of the chances in terms of clear cut. I mean, from the one in thirty settings. So at half time, I was confident. I'm thinking, you know, I think if we can score first, which is absolutely crucial. Then uh, you know, I think we could we could do them here, but. It never happened, and unfortunately, you know they were getting chances as well. They were, and they uh, eventually, <clears throat> you know, the the boys through, and and James Sands just did what he had to do. It's just gambled, and the referee who's that's the referee who who disallowed uh, Alfie's goal against Dortmund. You know, so I mean, I, I thought the referee was a bit of a lunatic myself. You know, it's, it's absolutely bizarre stuff. Uh, I just got the impression he just wanted to be the centre of attention in the, in the whole evening. But, you know, with Napoli player a good side. There's no doubt about that. They've got some good players. Uh, so it, it did kind of fizzle out for us. But certainly first half, we were well in it. Well in it. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think we we were, I, I think that's slightly the better team. I think I think it's fair to say. I think they, they did have dangerous players on, on the wings and I think Tavernier and Barisic, a lot of times we're letting them come inside onto their their strong foots that was you know a little bit frustrating. But but Davy T, we, we we nearly took the lead another ten minutes up, uh, later. Uh, Arfield lets one go from about twenty five yards where the goalkeeper pulls off a, a really good one handed save. Um and then another ten minutes after that, Morelos it's a bit of a half chance really, but he kinda hits it straight at the goalkeeper. At that point, are you thinking, as, as Davy P says, if we get the first goal here, it's game on? Yeah, well, I thought I thought, I thought the first goal was really important. Uh, well, it turned out to be anyway. But um, no, there was. Can I just say over the Morelos uh, header? I I, th- I think he tried to place it too much. I think he would have just put his head on it. He, he, he would have probably scored. But I think he tried to place it into the corner too much, and that's that. What was my my thought on it? But um, no, the, the the first half we were we looked good, and even I mean we looked really good right up to the Sands was sent off. We were, we were really well on top of them. We had a good few chances, even half chances coming through. A few good moves. So um, no, it's just uh, at that time it was looking good, and we were looking as if we were, we were certainly not any worse than they were. We were sort of brought in probably at that point even. Had more chances than them, and although the, the 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 guy in the left wing, he was he was quick. Oh, he, he was leaving Tavernier about twenty yards behind when he put the burners on. But uh, and then you had the time when Golson and Tavernier both had a, uh, tried to to take him out, but missed him. 
So, but um, he was he was he was quick. But they had the one chance just after um, the Alfie's header that hit the the the, the top of the upright. That was uh, that was, that was a good shot as well. So, but at that uh, certainly right up to the sending off, we we really looked as if we could do something. Yeah, the, the they do have some some really good players. Napoli, I think the Zelinski was the one that, that hit the bar, um, and I think we actually kept him fairly quiet for you know for, for large periods periods last night, which is really frustrating. And the the the, the, the fast player on the wing is he's Georgian. Um, he's the best, the, the second best player to, to come out of Georgia, and we'll put uh, Avalazzi top. But he looks very very good, and he's got you know pace to burn and. As you said, Davey, he left um, all three of our defenders for, for, for dead uh, in the second half. But we've all touched on it. But, but Colin, let, let's let's come to the, the sending off, sending off then of Sands. Um, sort of where we were sitting up in the Copeland, we we weren't too sure if it was a a good tackle or not. But sort of watching it back, we we can't really have any complaints, can we? No, I think it was telling that, that at the time there wasn't a massive outcry for the boom one front either. Uh, Close and I think that's. It always goes a long way, like if nobody's really protesting it massively, and like I'll I'll scream at times for a throw in when it's not even else. You know what I mean? Never mind protesting or sending off. So I think we got the feeling that it was going to be the fair. Uh, it was a, the right decision. Um, I, I can't even really have any complaints. It's and I don't really want to give James Sands too much a hard time. I do rate James Sands. Uh, I think he has filled a gap, done a bit of a job in centre half. I think it's been unfair asking him to play as often as he has, especially when it's bizarre. But we've been crying out for something different in midfield. And last night we played two central midfielders at centre half. Um, so I, I don't really like him too much because he's, he's in playing probably. No, his most natural position. Uh, it is what it is. I think. I think as soon as it goes down the ten men, as the guy said, it's we can maybe get away with that in the Europa League, but this is just a different level above. And Napoli, they're top of the Serie A, so they're there for a reason. Then the world's what it punishes. I seen that comment that David Held put about starting at eleven. Just being how, just showing how poor the recruitment is. It's like basically a general team. Not even that. There was two players that played against Man U twelve years ago: Alan McGregor, Stephen Davis. You know what I mean? It's in one hand fair play to them, and on the other hand, like we need to freshen up. But I think um, Gio's Gio was asked about it in the press conference last night, and I've kind of I don't know about your your views on it, Mason. He was asked like, okay, why was Ben Davies not played? And it's just back from injury, Leon King, blah blah blah. Um is is deserved a, a start. He was also mm-hmm. asked, has there been an issue with the recruitment? And he says, Well, I'm going I'm not gonna play somebody just because we just signed them, I've got to pick the best team. I'm all for that. He absolutely should. I don't like the idea that just playing somebody because they've been there for ages or because they're new should be the best team, but the fact that we had seven summer signings and not one of them started last night, um, that that's worrying. That really is worrying. Um, but as a kind of long-winded way of saying, missing that, it's sending off was the right call, um, uphill battle, but I, I don't want to get... I might be a bit too lenient. I, I can't I can't slight James Sands too much for it. Yeah, 
No, I, I, I think you're absolutely spot on there. And I think David Hurd makes a, a really good point about the recruitment. Um, you know, it sums up sort of, I think our summer really, I, I don't want to be writing people off that, you know, that haven't really had enough game time. But, what you know, I think that what we have spent, I think hasn't been spent well enough. We, we've covered that enough. And why is James Sands and why is John Lundstrom playing uh, centre-halves as two midfielders? And our best midfielder, we're putting centre-half for me as well, which is, just absolutely, absolutely crazy. And um, I, I agree with you, Colin. I can't be too harsh on Sands, but for me, the warning signs have been coming with him. He was should have been sent off against Ross County. He could have been sent off away in, in against Union. Uh, got away with one at home, even though I think it, it wasn't a sending off. Um, so the warning signs have been there. Uh, and, 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 you know, we've continued. I think now that that experiment should be, um, that should be over. And, and I think if, if Davis isn't ready, then Leon King, time to, to step up. Davey P, where, where are you with the whole, you know, Sands playing in the back line and, and sort of coming into with our, our recruitment as well? Because I think that that is, you know, the main issue. Well, I'm, I'm a bit of a fanboy for, for James Sands, to be honest. I think he's a smashing player. You know, he uh, gives 110%. He doesn't shirk out of stuff. Uh, he's technically very good, pings the ball. Uh, I, I think he's, he's doing a sterling job, you know, and and I think that the fact that he's walking the tightrope, you know, in terms of sending offs means that he's, uh, we can't really question his commitment either. So, no, I think he's brave. I think that he's a smashing player. I really do. I, I would like to have a wee uh, shot of him in midfield and just see what we get from him because he's uh, technically a very good player and his, his attitude is spot on. But in terms of recruitment, I mean, it's probably maybe maybe it's a wee bit too early, maybe it's not. I mean, we're a few games into this. We've now played six European matches, but you would have to say you can't say anything other than you know our, our summer recruitment has been a fucking catastrophe. Because the first thing that I noticed when I saw the team last night, when I, we were in the club pre-match, and and there's not one of our summer signings is in this team, and you're thinking that's uh, that's not good. That's not a good look because, uh, you know, we're going... I mean, Stephen Davis was superb last night, I would have to say. He was, uh, and, and McGregor, you know, and the two, as you said, the two guys, as Colin just pointed out, who were last in the Champions League with Rangers were probably uh, uh, two of our main contributors last night. Uh, so I just think, you know, we've spent all that money. We've got, we're paying I don't know, what, £5 million for the boy from Turkey and, and he's hardly... Struck a blow, that that the alarm bells are, are ringing here for me on, on that one. You know, does does I, I just find it utterly bizarre that that Giovanni Van Bronckhurst is not the the decision maker in terms of the players that that are required to play football for Rangers. I just find that whole situation absolutely nuts. It's he's the guy who carries the can, you know. So Ross Wilson will kind of get it by on the periphery. But it's Gio who's going to take the heat here. And and for him to get himself into a position where he's going to take all the flack and, and, and not have the final say in, in who's in the team and who's not, Jesus, I find that utterly bizarre. No, it's yeah. quite weird. See, like just on Yilmaz, Davey, that he's our most expensive signing, but he's probably had the biggest impact, even though he's he's played the, the least amount of games, because signing him's led to the resurrection of Borna Barisic. So in a sense... That's been a fairly successful signing, but it's we're clutching the straws with that one. Yeah, I, I just for me, I just think to spend that much money on on someone that 
we did need a left back. I'm not saying we didn't, but I think there's areas in the team that have been needed to strengthen for, for a lot longer. I mean, that midfield is just a Gerrard midfield. And, and I can't believe, you know, that was that first got us to the, you, you know, in European football, back to European football. So it's just like, come on here, where, where's the progression? David T, I'll bring you on this one because there is, I mean, I sort of had a quick look on Twitter today and speaking to a few fans last night, I think Ross Wilson is getting a lot, a lot of pelters and some supporters are sort of saying, well, I think his, his time's up here. Um, which you know, again, you get some some supporters saying that you know that's wrong, but I can I can totally understand it. I I do worry about Ross Wilson sort of staying at the football club uh, because I think he hasn't brought in the quality of player that, that that we need. I think you can say finances are a problem that you know we're not a club that goes and spends big money, but you only got to look across the city and see what you know they've signed for the sort of you know the money that we have, and I think they're. You know what David P said as well. They've, they've got a manager that looks like he's picking the players, which which could make a big difference. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm afraid I'm not a big Ross Wilson fan, but I think it's absolutely. I, I, I mean, obviously we don't know. We're only speaking what we think. But um, if, um, a manager and the, and the technical director should be fifty fifty on the, the bringing players in. They, they should at least talk to each other about it, and it just looks like that Joe hasn't a clue. What somebody said last week. We've got a full team of Dutch coaches, and there hasn't been one Dutch player brought in. It's absolutely, absolutely bizarre, and um, yeah, I don't know whether, uh, yeah, like we said, seven players brought in. Well, one's one injured, we believe. No, Davies is now sitting on the bench. Um, Matondo came on last night and I actually didn't think he was too bad when he came on. I actually thought he played quite good and he, he got stuck into a good few meaty tackles, which we, we were blaming him for not doing a few weeks ago. So I actually thought he he, he he done quite well when he came on. But we need to, we need to, I mean, when when, te- when a team get named, I thought, well, we're beating them for age anyway, that's for sure. If we get a goal for the age, the players will, will, will get a goal at start. But no, it's, um, it's, it's funny. And uh, Wilson... Yeah, if he keeps going on, well, he shouldn't keep going on with this. He shouldn't get the chance to go on any much further. But I mean, any any a manager's got to have a say in the players he puts out. Surely that's a given. That must be. I can't believe that it's not at all like that. But I mean, I certainly wouldn't. Would, you, would MD accept a job like that? You you've got you you're picking the team. You're bringing the players in. I, I don't think I would accept that. And I can't believe Jared, Stephen Gerrard accepted that. Well, I think I think a lot of you know a lot of clubs, the, the Champions League clubs, have got directors of football, but they're spending money that ridiculous amount of money, and the players they're bringing in, I, I still wouldn't like it if I was a manager. I, think, I still think I'd, I'd like a big say, you know, where the money goes. But I think the bigger clubs can get away with it in terms of I won't say bigger clubs, but the, the money clubs can get away with it more, more than we can. I think it's really important that we've got a manager that's 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 picking the players. Um, I think Gerard had a lot more say than Gio, but I just think that's. Gerard's personality, but if you um, buy, sorry uh, Mason, if you if you buy a player for twenty million and you sell him for eighty million, that's that's a lot better surely than buying a player for for two million and selling him for for ten million. That that's I mean it, it, it is for me it's small mind thinking. Obviously you've got to have that money. I mean and I don't think MD's got got uh, thirty forty million to burn at Rangers, but. Um, I mean, we could have put a lot more money into into the team than we did, and 
with with players. I think we we shouldn't be going for the the free transfers anymore, and uh, we we should be spending the money that we brought in from players. That should be getting spent on players that we can later sell for twenty, thirty, forty thousand uh, million. Sorry, uh, that that's that's my idea of it anyway. But as I say I've, I, I I couldn't pay for the petrol to pick them up at the the airport. <laughs> Yeah, well, the price of picture, well, I'm not going to make that worry about that. Um, but it's it's just, you know, it's just, this is, I think it's going to keep coming back to recruitment. I think you, you, you're right in what you're saying. Gio's going to be the one that, that carries the can. And, you know, if, if results continue and, and the heavy defeats, he will he will be relieved of his duties. But the, the worry for me is, is Ross Wilson there picking a, a new manager and then picking the players again. We just keep going in circles. So um, I think that he's rightly going to come under a lot, of, a lot of criticism. But but Colin, sort of coming away and back to the game last night, we, I've got to mention Alan McGregor because the two penalty saves um, were, were you know incredible. And you know we, we had a joke and said that we wish he sort of pulled one of them off in, in, in them, that penalty shootout in Seville and he saved one for that. But you know there was there's he had a lot of criticism and um, but I felt we we looked at a, a, a lot more assured at the back with him in goal and a couple of times Napoli did get through they didn't you know they weren't unbelievable saves comfortable saves but just for me I think it's just goes to remind us you know we have got a, a very very good goalkeeper there that you know even though he's coming to, to, to you know to the end of his career maybe you know two years too long but he's still able of pulling off you know penalty saves and he nearly gets the the, the, the third one as well but um, yeah what's your sort of thoughts because I know you as a you know John McLaughlin um, you know, you, you'd like to see him sort of keep his his jersey. So, so what's the sort? Of, is, is your man changed from last night, or is it? I am. I'm quite happy to um, tell the the viewers of YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, I was wrong. Um, as I, I, the last few weeks, I, I did find that John McLaughlin should have stayed as number one. I don't think the the two or four nil defeats. He, I don't think he carries a can for them alone. I didn't see too much of the benefit of bringing in McGregor because, you know, we did see a lot of mistakes from McGregor last season. Um, and my concern as well was how much he, the style of play changes. But after last night, McGregor, I'm not going to say that all of that changes after last night because it's just one game. Um, but McGregor, he is still the best shot stopper we have at the club. He has he has made a, a marked... Um, like you know, it, there is a clear change of intention with McGregor's distribution with the ball. I, I thought last night as well. Um, we don't usually see it, wasn't he? He's still a bit safer than John McLaughlin, but not as safe as conserved as what McGregor has been in the past. So I think after last night, I, I would I would keep um, Alan McGregor in goals. Um, I'm happy to hold my hands up with that. My concern is how consistent is he going to be because he was starting to shave. Some consistency last season, another year older. I, I just think like we're still potentially going to have that issue. But then again, John McLaughlin's clearly not been the answer so far either. So I think I know I don't want to keep on harm back to recruitment. That's maybe something that we need to look at in January. But for now, for Saturday, even if John McLaughlin is back, I'm, I'm more than comfortable with with McGregor in. Yeah, just just on that. Uh... David, David P, uh, the, the 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 age of the team last night we were we were discussing must have been one of the oldest in the Champions League last night. When you actually go through, you know, we didn't have any players really younger than twenty five. Uh, I don't believe, and we had a lot 
you know the, the sort of the wrong wrong side of thirty. Uh, just just on the recruitment it, it, as well, do you think uh, you know renewing Davis, renewing McGregor, renewing Arfield? We've got decisions to make about Ryan Jack as well, and Roof's out of contract. This so Helanda uh, will be you know probably leaving. Do you think we've just delayed the inevitable of a sort of big rebuild um, just just to next summer? Do you think it, it should have well? I think I'm probably answering that question. We we should have done a lot more this summer in replacing these guys. The rebuild should already be underway, Mason. It should have been underway last season and this summer. You know, I mean, because if we're going to get to the end of this season and, and realise that the the core of the team hasn't really changed in a couple of years, then the, the recruitment that's taking place in those two years has just been a waste of time because we have been recruiting players, and but it's just not been of the required quality. You know, but I think uh, getting back to the age of the players, you know, I think if uh, Rangers were kind of instrumental in, in the creation of the Champions League, I think maybe we should uh, revisit that and get re- recreate a, a seniors Champions League, maybe an over 35s Champions League, because I think we'd certainly be in with a shout for that one. <laughs> but the the problem with it is is that the recruitment in the summer has not gone well. I mean, Rabi Matondo come on last night and. I mean, did the subs all, all told come on last night and, and did they make, did they improve the team? No, they made it worse. We were a softer touch against Napoli. Obviously, they made a couple of changes as well. But at that period of the game, they were noticeably superior to our team. Whereas that didn't happen until, you know, the, halfway through the second half. You know, all the way up to, uh, we go down to 10 men. Uh no, and even, you know, when we had the 10 men, you know, we survived until the next penalty. But, uh, no, there's the recruitment has been a shambles. So, Ross Wilson's, I'm afraid, has got to, uh, you know, fall on his sword on this one because it's Rabbi Matondo, no thank you. I mean, even, as I will go back, Scott Wright, no thank you. Fashion Sakala, no thank you. Are our squad, what improvements have we made in that squad in the last couple of years? I think that the team that we put out last night tells you how much we've improved that squad in the last couple of years because there was no new faces in it. That tells its own story. So we don't have to analyse it too much. I think I think you're spot on. And sorry, Colin, you, you actually mentioned this a minute ago with what Joe said in his in his press conference about, you know, him playing players, doesn't matter if they're here for five minutes or, you know, ten years. But is there more to, you know, I think there might be a little bit more to that in terms of him saying, hold on a minute, what's been brought in isn't, isn't uh, good enough. Um, so I actually think, you know, that there's, there might be something going on in the background. Uh, there. Just, see, just on that, Mason, sorry, Colin, but I think, um, well, yeah, I've been guilty of it today as well. I think we're automatically looking at the recruitment and pointing out the glaringly obvious, it's a big issue. I've not seen very many people give Gio the credit that he deserves today. And you know what? I'm not saying that Gio is now the saviour's going to win a table. Saturday's still massive, and there's a lot of, of backpedaling to do to um, instill full confidence. But, like, I so it looks as if Gio has an issue with the recruitment. So, I think you said last night, you need to pitch with the cock you've got. He's done something completely different. He's went to the back. Uh, he's he's gambled. We were more aggressive, and even when we went down to ten men, you know, he he put on weight and kind of changed a few things about it. And uh, that, like I said at the start of the show, I don't really know how to feel because should never be happy 
about I think all the feet, but I'm actually happy. Somebody in the comments said that it's like we've seen fight fair, but I've seen something different for the manager that I've not seen the last couple of weeks either. Um, so I think we, it's only fair to give you credit. Yeah, that, I mean, it's, it's the, the last two performances have been that bad um, that we're sort of coming back to it and saying uh, we're seeing some fight and some passion. That that should be a, a given when you put on that that blue jersey. But you know that that was something that I did sort of notice last night, and with the tempo that we started with, hasn't been there. So um, you know, but he, he, you're right, he has got a, a long way to go, and and, and that will start um, Saturday in a must win. But David T, I'm sorry, I've been just waiting to ask you this one. A question's come in from Scott in Berlin. Um, obviously, being in Germany, he just you know your thoughts on Matondo and Tillman are they players that you've sort of heard of before? Before we've we've signed them. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, I'm, I'm not really totally up in German football, to be honest, because I, I, I more watch more Dutch football and Scottish football than I, than I do German football. But I, I know, I, I, when, I, when I heard we were going after Matondo, I, I went and checked the, the German the Schalke uh, websites and they were, they, were, they were happy to get rid of him. They were really, they, they was, thought it was great. They were getting money for him. <laughs> they couldn't believe it. And just just another thing I'll I'll say we were after the Schalke goalkeeper for a long time as far as as far as things were were saying, but FC Twente they bought the second keeper of Schalke, and the guy is absolutely brilliant. I don't know I don't know why the, the, he's, he was the second keeper of Schalke because he's he's, he's playing absolutely brilliant for FC Twente anyway. So that's it. I mean there is there is obviously. Uh, good players to be got in, down in the lower leagues, but you've got. I think you've got to remember Tillman's only twenty one. I mean, we 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 no playing our own youth because they're too young at twenty one, and yet mm. we're, playing, we're playing Tillman uh, nearly every week. You've got to remember. I mean, he's going to be inconsistent because because of his age. Um, but uh, no, that, that's uh, that, I hadn't heard of Tillman. That was I didn't hear of him till uh, till he came up. But it, Wilson, Ross Wilson, he seems to have a thing about Belgian players. I mean, that's what, I don't know whether it's just because they're cheap. The league seems to be cheap. But, that, that, I mean, that's Sakawa and Matondo. They're, 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 I mean, they're really it's like looking in the mirror at the two of them, isn't it? They're, they're, they're both the same kind of player, the same stature, the same, yeah, speed. Level of ability. Yeah, <laughs> probably, yeah, as well. Yeah. But um, no, that's it. And, uh, yeah, and if you look at Yilmaz, I mean, that's 
three three players and and they're hardly reached three foot ten. It's unbelievable. But uh, and and then you <laughs> come up against Liverpool. Did you, I don't know who's seen Liverpool the other night with, with all the headers and goal that they had. Oh, that, that's going to be frightening. That game. That's that's really going to be. Uh, we, we can put Matendo, uh, Matendo and uh, Yelmaz and Sakala in for that one. Put them at centre half. <laughs> yeah, I'm absolutely dreading that one at Anfield. I've got to be brutally honest. Colin, um, we'll sort of finish off uh, on that point. Um, last night's game, you know, Napoli, we're chasing the game. Napoli go and get a, a second and third. Um, I said at the time, I thought Glenn Kamara was really soft for the second one. Um, he just lets the boy get across him and then he takes way too many touches that you just can't do it in the Champions League and gives the ball away and, and absolutely kills us for the third goal. Um, you know, just I'll start with the point with, with, of, of Kamara. What, what, what is going on with, with, with Glenn Kamara at the minute? Because he just looks like someone that, that doesn't want to be there. And, and the second point I want to come to is how are you confident are you of us getting anything from, from this group uh, realistically? Well, on Kamara, first of all, I think um, middle of August, him and Borna Barisic had a personality swap. Um, he's, you know, he's gone in, he, he's gone into these 50-50s with all the bigger area priest. Um, he's just know what we've seen at all the last years. And I, I think it's very easy and it's a lazy answer to say that he's switched off, he doesn't want to be there, blah, blah, blah. There might be more to it, or it may not be that, but it's just... I don't know whether it's complacency or it's just off form, lack of confidence. I don't really know. There's, I, I, I think he did play well uh, away at PSV. That's probably the only decent game I've seen him uh, this this season. Um, but to be fair, there's nobody really like maybe apart from Lundstrom, um, who's only really been played poor the last couple of games, there's nobody really stealing the jersey off them. I mean, Davis has been like neat and tidy for the most part of this season. Nothing spectacular. Ryan Jack's probably in the same boat as Glenn Kamara the now, so it's been quite hard. Again, like, is James Sands an option? Um, I think um, maybe Arfield in the middle or Tillman might have done something different, but on Glenn Kamara, I don't know what's happening, but I think um, if we can... For for coming up in the coming weeks, I'd have Davis in instead of him, and Kamara has to play his way back into the team. On the group, um, I'll be honest, the best chances six points were Napoli at home and Ajax at home, um, and we've uh, we've just thrown th- not thrown three of them away, but three points are gone to that. Um, so to be in with any realistic chance we need a couple of favours we need the, the other results to be kind and we need to get a result at home Ajax and then try and, try and take some off Liverpool either leg or in Naples and like I think going to Napoli is just as bad as going to Anfield um, right now uh, Napoli are the form team in the group I, I struggle to see his getting out I'll be honest yeah, no, I think I think that's 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 we've got to be honest. Don't we? We've got to be realistic of where we are. I think that early signs are that you know I think last night and Ajax at home I think are our two. I look at and, and probably Liverpool at home on our night uh, the ones where I think we we can maybe get something. But you know, getting beat three 0 you know, by a, a, a third seat by the way that Napoli were, which is just incredible. That's the that's the level that, that we're at. Davey P, uh, that's sort of the dreaded question. Are you 
at the same sort of you know agreement that us getting any points is going to be extremely difficult. Oh, it's going to be a tough gig from here in, you know, because we've now got back to back. Liverpool leaves us two matches to go. Uh, it's it's a big ask from here. I'm afraid. Uh, I I think in just in terms of our overall quality of the team, I thought last night, you know, as someone's pointed out in the comments, the attitude was spot on. You know, you could, you couldn't fault them last night for commitment. So they were they were at it, pressing them, you know, working hard, uh, and I. And I would say when Kamara came on, he didn't quite display that level of commitment. So, I mean, I think Glenn Kamara is a smashing player. He is. He's technically very good, but he just gives you the... He was certainly giving me the impression last night that it was all just a bit, maybe not half-hearted, but uh, it wasn't full-on. So, I don't know what why that mm-hmm. would be. But, uh, in terms of getting out of this group, well, what a, I mean, that would be... We needed something from last night. We needed something from last night. It's, it's just uh, we've given ourselves a, a real mountain. So Kamara, Kamara chucked it at Dundee as well when he when he, when he was supposed to be coming to us. He, he stopped playing for them and threw in the towel. Yeah. So maybe that's just in his uh, in his build up. I, I remember that David because I remember everybody everybody being so surprised we signed him because he had a decent season the season before, but the six months in the build up they signed and he was pish. Um, I don't know, maybe it just goes through their phases. Well, I think, again, it's, it's been a bad recruitment and bad you know, decision-making for us. If Kamara did want to go, and, and I always got the feeling the summer was where he was going to go, we're knocking back money to, to sort of keep him, and then you know the value's dropping again. Maybe it was a case of getting rid of Kamara, and if we weren't going to spend the Champions League money or more money that we got from Bassi and Aribo, then we should be using the Kamara money to go and get a couple of you know midfielders and different to what we've got. So again, it just comes down to whoever's making the decision making on this is is getting it all wrong. Um, but but sort of moving on to to Saturday, Davy T. Um, David Brown's put in here. He'd like us to, to go three five two with with Cholak and, and Morelos up front. Um, is that mm-hmm. something you'd you'd like to see us do, or do you, do you think that it's a case of you know one striker and, and the same sort of formation? No, I'd, I'd, I'd like to see us trying that. Um, it was special in the SPFL, then uh, it would be really good. But I mean, I would, I would quite definitely quite like to see Sands in midfield. It would certainly add a lot a bit of speed anyway. Because yeah, sorry, I know Lundstrom's a really popular guy, but for me, he's carrying he's carrying a caravan, a towing a caravan. And if, if you put him and Jack and Davis isn't that, that that's quick either. But Davis, his, his mind. Is, is so good. His mind is just totally... He knows what's happening before it happens. And uh, so, I mean, you, you've got to give him. But for me, Lundstrom and, and Jack is uh, his tone caravan is just now, just no speed at all. And then, yeah, well, that, you can't really blame him for losing that, that left winger last night because he, he left half the Rangers team uh, uh, in his week. But, uh, no, um, Saturday... I would go, yeah. Oh, I'd quite like to go because it pushes up your your your, your full backs as well. It gives your full backs uh, the chance to get forward. I mean, Tav never really played full back last night, did he? He really played played a sort of a more attacking than uh, than than he was in defending. So I mean, that especially against the SPFL teams, they they it would give us a better chance. And one thing we've not mentioned: the difference Morelos makes when he comes into that team. Yeah, that's that's for me is night and day. That it, it just holds the game up. 
he gives your he gives your other players the chance to to get up and help him. And he, 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 the centre has no there in a game. I mean, if you've got uh, his name's away, um, Sh- rather centre forward of what was his name? Like Cholak. If you've got Cholak, I, I mean, he's, he's good scorer, and he, he probably would have scored that that header that Alfie had yesterday. But um, it doesn't really mess up the the centre uh, centre forwards or the centre halves that much, and. Alfie just makes some difference, some amount of difference. So that's uh, if you've got him and get a bit of speed into midfield, please. That's 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 what we need. And it might take to Christmas to do that to the to the new window opens to the new year, the new window opens. But we really, really need speed in midfield and uh, and somebody that can uh, can. Uh, I heard somebody talking the other day, and and that the part of the reason. Gerard left was because the Rangers wouldn't buy Fairman. I don't know who was saying that, but somebody said that, and that that's because uh, he was really wanting Fairman brought in. Although Fairman isn't really playing that great with PSV at the moment either. But that's uh, that's that's my opinion. We get go three five two. I quite I quite agree with that. But and, and Sands in midfield, I would I would give King King his role at the at the back as well. Because uh, I, I think he deserves a, deserves, a, deserves a chance. And it's Kamara with the goals. God knows what he was thinking. I haven't a clue. For me, the two goals were his fault. Were his fault. The first one was he, he could have done better. Let's put it that way. Definitely could have done better. It's soft, isn't it? It's really soft. It's yeah. just not strong. He just lets the boy get across. And I've actually got it on in the background, catching up with it, because obviously at the game last night, but it's you know 1-0 to 80, 85 minutes uh, with 10 men and you know, the subs of Kamara, Tillman uh, and Matonda, yeah, we do, we just looked, I know we're down to 10, but we just, the, the quality just drops. And um, But but Colin, I'll sort of come to you on, on the three-five-two idea. So it's something that I'm sort of coming around to at the minute, as we sort of mentioned earlier and spoke about last night, is, you know, the, the famous saying that um, someone, someone in the comments was laughing at, you can only piss with the cup you've got. But in terms of midfield, you know, David T saying there that we're screaming out for, you know, a midfield with a little bit of pace and uh, that, you know, can get us up the pitch. But Sands, you know, I think he should be playing midfield, but he's a defensive midfielder. He's not someone, again, that's going to get the ball from midfield and split open a pass or smash one in from 25 yards, which we're, we're desperately needing at the moment. Um, so I think I'm actually coming around to, to the idea of maybe putting Ryan Kent in, and especially Tom Lawrence when he comes back. I think he'll really suit with, with two up front. Um, and, and maybe we play Kent as Kent as a two. We go, you know, last night we've done it for long periods. Morelos and Kent was the main two. So maybe Gio has got to do something different. And, and domestically, we need to start winning games um, comfortably, especially away from home and scoring goals. I think that maybe it is a case of putting Morelos and Chola up front together. I'll be completely honest. Um, I, it may come Monday and that might be a parody on fucking Celtic Twitter, but I think we're going to strut Dundee United this, this weekend. I, I really did. I said that to you last night as well, Mason. Um, I think what last night gives us is a bit of hope that there's now some options as well because um, after last week, we we didn't know what Gio could change or who he could, what he could do, who he could bring in to shake something different because there wasn't any kind of glimmering, glimmering lights. I think for the first 60 minutes to start in 11, all state to claim to be back in Saturday. Um, 
And I think, well, we've seen Gio change it up enough that, okay, maybe the 3 5 2 is an option or the 4 3 3 or whatever. Or I've seen Scott and Berlin even just say the 3 4 3. And there is a few different options we can play in midfield. James Sands and John Lundstrom is maybe the two. I may be defensive, but they, they, they two together can cover a lot more ground than Lundstrom and Jack or Lundstrom and Kamara can. I think it's just who plays with them to link up the strikers. So do you play Tillman in front of them with Morelos and Cholak or Morelos and Kent? I think um, it's quite good we've got options. I would love to see Morelos and Cholak up front. Um, I don't think he will do it. I think it's more likely to be Kent just because Kent is cleverer um, and he, he's such a good outball. And I actually think he, he played well last night. Um, he's been getting a lot of criticism in this pod, but Kent done well. But Cholak and Morelos up front together would be a thing of beauty. I said to you last night, um, and Morelos threw himself into any space, um, just at the edge of the box and got a shot away. And I think he went straight to the keeper. And I was like, no, what? Cholak doesn't get into that position. But if Cholak takes that shot, he scores. Just mm-hmm. is where we are now. Mers they two together, and you've got the perfect rounded striker, which happens to be Kmart Roof, but he's never available. So. Between the three strikers, we've got everything they can have the, the perfect attack. It's just um, not quite together. But no, I, I'm feeling really confident, and I'm I'm not really too concerned uh, unless he he does he starts Scott right in the right and Matondo on the left, and um, I don't know starts Adam Devine or whatever. Um, there's nothing I can't really think of a variation that he could go with. I'm going to be disappointed in because I think. It, um, the, the players who are in contention, even Leon King, I, I don't see any reason Leon King can he start on on Saturday, regardless if we're playing um, three centre halves or two. Leon King should be in there, play James Sands further forward, or even rest him, tie something different. He's had a bit of a rough time at centre half. Um, so, and I think yeah, David David Brown said Charlie McCann in there as well. We've got options, um, so I'm feeling good for Saturday. Yeah, I think I think I think you're right in terms of Sands. I think it's time now. I think even Sands must be saying to, to the manager, "Can I play him in my favourite position?" That you know, I'm getting a lot of you know, stick centre half and not a position that I think when he does play there is a back three. Uh, David P. What, uh, one thing I thought I want to pick up on, I should have picked up on it earlier, was I noticed last night we changed at set pieces. We went man for man um, with a couple spare, and I think Morelos makes a big difference uh, at the front post. Mm-hmm. I think David T. Yeah, David T. Did mentioned this uh, a little while ago, but we did look a lot more, um, you know, solid from set pieces. And it's no coincidence that we've been the, the zonal, because I think that is just, uh, you know, I don't understand why any professional manager, and especially someone that's played the game and, in, you know, and won the Champions League in Geo, decides to go with zonal uh, with, with such a small side. But um, was that something you sort of noticed last night and, and, and maybe gives you a little bit of confidence that Geo will, you know, make make changes? Well, you you wonder why he's uh, stuck with it so long because it hasn't been working for quite a while. So I think the the responsibility that comes with you know you're adi- you're allocated you know you this is your man. If he scores, we're looking at you. So I think you know we're getting away from that. You footballers are sometimes not the brightest. Just give them a job to do. Say this is the guy you're marking. Stay with it. You know, just stop him getting a strike on goal. You know, clear the box if you're if you're you're underneath it. You know, it's simple stuff. I don't think zonal just seems a uh, that just seems like voodoo to me. To be honest, 
it's uh, I wouldn't be having that. No, we need a. Uh, to pick up on, on one thing, I'm just going to slightly disagree with you, Colin, here on, on Ryan Kent's contribution. I, I don't see where it's coming from here at, because it's uh, his shots on goal are just, well, the ones that he does take are generally, you know, 10 yards wide. I, I just, I would think we should be, if Gio's in the mood to revisit things, you know, going from zonal marking to man-to-man, you know, maybe Cholak and, and Alfredo up front, then uh, I think we try something else because with the return we're getting from, you know, uh, Kent at the moment is uh, isn't working for the guy. Maybe it's just a confidence thing. There was a couple of occasions last night in the first half where he could have got away and he just makes the wrong decision, ends up running and makes, you know, passing it and it's just kind of the wrong way of pass. It just seemed off it. I mean, it was he tries. There's, they cannot question the guy's commitment. No doubt about that. But in terms of the, the end product we're getting at the moment from Ryan Kent, things need to improve. Things can improve because he is a good player. But at the moment, just not getting there. I get that. And see, to be honest, it, it might be sad. It might be a chance to try without Ryan Kent. But when I've seen it, I thought he played well last night. I know the occasions you're talking about where he's running out of danger, but I thought what he did do well, he did act as a really effective outball, which he hasn't done um, well enough at all this season. Um, he, he did help us get get up the, the pitch a bit quicker and keep hold the ball up well, play it inside. So, don't know if I'm, I may be, may be a bit too um, too kind to him, just comparing to him how he's played so far this season, but I thought he'd done better than what he had last night, but having said that, it, it, he's no a, a nailed-on starter for Saturday for me. I think just in, got... terms, in terms of goals and assists, you know, the, his stats on don't, don't make a good read, you know. So and it's not over even last night's game; it's over been a range of games. Uh, there's it isn't working the way it's, we're asking. Maybe it's just what we're asking the boy to do, uh, the help that we're providing him. But at the moment, you know, I, I would I would mix things up a bit. I'm hoping. You know, Dundee United, you know, let's look at the, the start to the, they've had to the season. You know, we should be going in there with some confidence. But I I, I, I'm, I fear that Saturday will end up, you know, a 2-0 Rangers victory. We'll have 70-odd percent possession, you know, 10 strikes in goal, and we'll end up winning it with 2-0. And uh, what teams we should actually be leathering, you know, we'll, we'll once again get out of Ibrox, you know, with a a respectable result, I suppose. Can I just give Ryan Kent one other thing that, that uh, maybe not, it's not been mentioned yet? He gives uh, Borna Barisic a perfect ball virtually every time to cross it, perfectly weighted that he can cross it. I think you've got to take that into consideration as well. Yeah, he's, 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 he's runs and he's not been playing well. I, I, I agree with that. Although it was, it was a, a really good ball to Tavernier. Can't blame him. Can't blame the tavern. He's not got a left foot. Can't blame Kent for that one. But um, but just as I say, they they balls to Barisic. They're virtually always perfect weighted that he can just swing it across. Yeah, I, but sometimes I agree with you, David. Sometimes though, I want Kent to be more take it on himself instead of looking for Bar- Barisic all the time. I think maybe that's a confidence thing with Kent as well, where his numbers are not where they should be for, for his ability, I think, especially domestically, that I think a lot of times he is picking the easy ball instead of, you know, going himself. I think the, the, the first 10 minutes last night, he nutmegs the right back and he gets past him into the box. 
he didn't do it again. And, and that's the frustration with, with me with Kent. I think if he's got the beating of someone, he doesn't do it again. And, and, and he, he sometimes compl- complicates the game for himself. Um, where I think he should have, you know, he should be he should be getting at that fullback at every opportunity. Well, I think the biggest stat that you've got to take is a, a Rangers striker should be should be scoring ten to fifteen goals a season from there. And and unfortunately, if you look at the, the other side of the city, their 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 left winger and the right winger are stacking up the goals. And no, what, what was it? Kent had last year three, I think he, he scored. So. so it, it's, it's just not good enough. It's, uh, I mean, he needs, to, he needs to get his scoring record up. That, that's for sure. Or or we need to get somebody in that, that, that can score. Although I, I did notice yesterday he tried to get in the middle as well when, when the ball was on the right. He was he, he was moving. He tried to get in with Morelos at one, t- at one point as well. Uh, but, yeah, he needs, he needs to get his scoring average up. And he needs to, as I say, they should be a left winger striker for Rangers should be getting 10 to 15 goals a season. David T, I, I want to stay with you. I just a point that David P made a couple of minutes ago, ago there about, you know, a bit, he reckons Saturday, you know, will be, could be a, a typical sort of, I think it's fair to say a typical Van Bronckhorst, Ibrox win where it's, you know, a lot of the ball, um, you know, we, we, we do come away with a win, but it's, it's something that we go in. Uh, we only had, you know, two, 10 shots on target against a really poor side and, do you think where we're at at the moment and the sort of the results we've had of late, I think the performance is really, really important. Obviously, the result is the most important. I think the pressure's cranking up on, on Gio and, and Ross Wilson, as we touched on earlier. But we, we need to put on a performance and we need to score a lot of goals Saturday. I think that that's something that the, the supporters are, are going to expect. Well, see, at the end of the day, see when you're holding up the, the league championship flag, nobody's going to be talking about the performances that's a, the, so the important thing is winning. That's a, that's the first thing. Obviously, as I said it last week, are you happy paying six hundred pound for the for the, the the football we're we're watching? Obviously, that obviously does come into it that you've got to you've got to have a product as well, because uh, the product we we we've, we've seen up till now is is not been good enough. That's that's a hundred percent. Um, but. Uh, yeah, winning winning is a big thing. Um, can I just say some some people were saying uh, the boy McCann coming in. I'm, I'm totally agreed with that. I, I I think that guy should be in the team. I know, I know I'm, a, I'm like a broken record singing that, but uh, I'm saying that. But uh, it's, I really do think he should get a chance. At least he should be at least sitting on the bench, ready to get him a chance to come on. I can't understand why he's not. Um, and and there's probably a, a couple other. Guys uh, that that should be should be in there, that, that getting a chance. But uh, no, that's a that's a way I think. Winning winning is the most important. Yeah, no, that, that's 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 a fair point. But uh, yeah, I, I just I do think that a one two nil win Saturday it's a win. But I think we need it, you know it's, it can only paper over the cracks for for so long. I think we really need to start hitting uh, top form. But I actually think the the international break is coming at a good time for us as well. Mason, can I just say one thing? Remember, I don't know whether you're age, but Helicopter Sunday, anybody that remembers that, tell me, anybody that can tell you any other game from that season, probably nobody knows, but we all know Helicopter Sunday, but I don't think if anybody can mention another game that season. But we didn't have, 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 we didn't Ivan Sproul, that's a that's a name that yeah 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 I, yeah I know you're saying, but I just I, I 
I, as I say, I just think that I don't remember us putting in as bad performances as we have uh, so early on. But yeah, you make a fair point. Winning is, is the most important. But let's, Colin, let, let's just, before we, we wrap up, let's just finish on, uh, you know, a question there from David Brown. Um, obviously, we don't know where the money's gone and, and we, we touched on recruitment earlier, but are you one, you know, Gio and, and, and his staff didn't want to bring in one single Dutch player? I, again, I think that I think that's a very easy um, link to make, um, but it's it's easy because it tends to happen. You know, guys will guys will know players that they've seen when the previous jobs and previous countries. So it's surprising, and I think um, I think we said we said it before. Um, Gio didn't know anything about Ben Davies or Tom Lawrence, like, didn't he? Um, that, that was a Ross Wilson sign, and I think there has to be an element of like. Geo can he be the scout? That's why we have scouts. Uh, so there has to be a balance. But um, I, I think we've said it time and time again, not just tonight, but over the last few weeks, uh, we've not spent the money right. Um, we don't have limitless amounts of money. Right? We don't. We, we can't go and spend twenty million. But I do think we could have spent more than we could have. But I think that's all. All questions that need to be labelled at the at the board. Um, I think the manager has to. Do what he do the best with what he, he can, and I think he made the first step to try to do that last night. It didn't pay off in the end, but right, we've seen him make changes for the first time in a few weeks. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I think I think he's he, he knows it as well. He, he knows he can feel it. Um, but I think that's a, a good time to to wrap it up for tonight. I'll uh, come around one by one and, and, and you know what need to. Predictions for Saturday. I think our predictions, though, boys, the last few weeks have been miles off. So uh, let's hope someone can. Uh, oh no, David T did predict. Uh, yeah, he, yeah, he, he's predicted, but it was a, it was a defeat. So let's predict to, to win. Uh, I'm not happy with that one, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, David P, let's, let's 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 start with you. Uh, thanks for for coming on, and what's your thoughts uh, on the results Saturday? Well, I've already already declared my hand. You know, I think it'll be two uh, 0 You know, and it'll be. 70% possession, we'll have 12 corners and we'll end up scoring one in the first half, one in the second half. We'll be, They will cross the halfway line maybe three or four times during the game and the rest of the time, Golds and, and uh, James Sands will pass, passing the ball between them. For, you know, for, the ball will be in play for 55 minutes and 20 of that will be Golds and Sands. The Golds and Sands show. <laughs> on Bourne as well he, he, he sometimes gets a, a, a wee uh, only on to then knock it back again you know so I think until until we change things a bit more than what we have we just can't keep doing the same thing expecting different results it's, it's, that's just stupid so we need to change it and and I think Gio will I, I just want to I don't want to see him driven to desperation so he start changing things I want him to change things from a position of strength which is what we should have been doing in the summer, you know, bringing in players, you know, who are going to actually move us on, improve the quality of the squad. I don't think we've achieved that. So, but two 0 That's my parting shot. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, uh, I think we're due to score from a corner, though. I think that's something that's that, that's what I'm putting my money on this weekend. Law of averages. Uh, but thanks, David P. David T. What's thanks for coming on, and, and what's your prediction for the weekend? Well, I'm going to go for three 0 again. <laughs> but, um, this time, this time for the 
for the boys in blue. But um, one thing I, I, I want to say, see the, we're talking about this horseshoe, see when Yilmaz was on, he actually was trying to pick out a pass forward. And that, that that's the one thing I noticed about him. Um, so the, I, I would quite like to see, but it's, as you say, Barisic is playing so good at the moment, so it's really hard to bring him in. But 3 0, and uh, I, don't, I don't know how many sh- horseshoe passes we'll see, but I, w- I would imagine it'll be quite a lot. <laughs> well, it might be a, a different variation of centre half. It won't be Golson and Sands, which we've been saying for the last month. Uh, it'll be Golson and King, so uh, at least we've got that to, to look forward to. But 3 three five two would be good. Or four three uh three four three somebody said as well. That would that would be that we could try that as well. Yeah. No, I think I would like to see that. I would like to see that. Uh and lastly, no means least, Colin. Um thanks for coming on and obviously thanks for last night as well. Uh hopefully next time I'm up it's a it's a three nil win, not a three nil loss. No, it was good having you up uh, nonetheless, mate, and cheers for having me on. Um for, just before we finish up, thanks again everybody for listening and I Apologies for tonight's uh, title. Um, maybe could have worded that a wee bit better. Um, I'm getting absolutely slated on follow fall as we speak, um, saying it's the version of just as Tim. So um, <laughs> apologies. I'll I'll hold my hands up with that. But no, for for Saturday, I, I genuinely do see us wiping the floor with Dundee United. I think we've seen a wee bit of a spark from both the management and the players and. I'm going to go for nothing Rangers and then up the road back in the international break and maybe the this may be the catalyst to get the season back into that. I'm I'm certainly hoping that's the case. I think a win Saturday and you know we can get I think Tom Lawrence is the one I'm kind of looking at back for for Tyne Castle. I think that'll be it. I think he's been a big miss. So um but I'm gonna go for you as well. You've just stole my thunder there at the end. I'm gonna go with four and I, we're gonna score from a corner because this can't go on. Uh, I think the last time we scored from corner was Leon Balogun against Belgrade, so that, that was far too long ago. But um, but yeah, I just to echo that, uh, you know what Colin said there. Thanks for everyone for the, the comments and, and for watching, and we'll be back again, um, back again uh, Sunday night. So thanks for watching. As always, we are the people. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 